Hi, this is Pastor Marquez Ball of the Uplift Church in Laurel, Maryland. Listen, it is my prayer that this word is a blessing in your life. I pray that it's uplifting to your mind, uplifting to your heart, and uplifting to your spirit. Check us out online at upliftmd.com. God bless. It's our Vision Sunday. It's our Vision Sunday, so we're going to have a bit of an interesting experience. It's going to be a little different uh, than, than most Sundays. I've I've got a sermon, and I've tried, I'm going to be honest with you, I've tried uh, to limit its length so that we can also share uh, vision for the next few months here uh, at Uplift Church. There is just so much both in the vision uh, and in the text as far as how it informs uh, the vision. So I'm looking forward uh, to sharing sharing in this uh, and making sure we're doing it in in a timely manner. We just finished a series, just finished a, a series called Relationship Goals, and that was such a blessing. We're able uh, to be both a help to singles and uh, couples, and so if you benefited from Relationship Goals, come on, give God a hand clap of uh, praise if that was helpful for you. Amen. Amen. We are uh, now diving into a new series that I'm looking forward to God uh, strengthening us uh, through. If um, you have your Bibles, your book of instruction before leaving earth, I invite your attention to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter number five, Luke chapter number five. You can keep the track going for now while they're, while they're going uh, to that Luke chapter number five. Um, there's Vision Sunday. I want us to understand why uh, a Sunday like this is important and even why it's a little a little different. Proverbs chapter number 29, verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So this is a time where I share where I sense God taking us over the next few months and how we must align ourselves with what God is doing. It's also helpful for the members because you are not left guessing where we are going and what we're doing. Let me try that one more time. Vision Sunday is helpful because it makes sure that you are informed. You're not left guessing what we're doing or, or where we're going. So what I'm going to do is share a brief uh, sermon to lay the foundation for both this series and what we will be doing over the next few months. Amen? Let's try this one more time. This is going to lay the foundation for the series and what we're doing uh, over the next few months. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, amen. Luke, Luke chapter number five, when you've got it, we invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's word. Luke chapter number five. You all know I've got Baptist sensibilities. We've got Baptist sensibilities. And so if you got to do me a favor, holler back at me and say amen. amen. Say amen once again. Amen. amen and amen. Luke chapter number five. I am uh, reading from the English Standard Version. Here's what it says. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And while, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep 
and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who are with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. The word of God is already blessed. Before you take your seats, will you do me a favor with a smile on your face? I mean extreme joy in your heart. Smile on your face, joy in your heart that says, oh, that tax return check hit on Friday. Type smile in your face, joy in your heart. Like you really got an extra day off. Type smile on your face, joy. Like you got a paid vacation to where you wanted to go. Type smile on your face, joy in your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, good morning. Good to see you. So glad you made it to church. I want you to know that momentum makes the difference. Look at another neighbor, smile on your face, that same joy in your heart and say, neighbor, momentum makes the difference. Momentum makes the difference. You may be seated in the presence of God. Will you pray with me? Father, it's once again that I stand to proclaim your word. I pray, dear Lord, that I decrease and that you increase mightily, that these your people would see and hear less of me and more of thee. Take the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and make them to be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our God, our strength and our redeemer. Father, I have studied, but I need your strength. I have prepared but I need your power. I'm willing and I want to, but I need you to make me able. Silent now, I wait for thee. Ready, my Lord, thou wilt to see. Open my eyes and lift me, Spirit divine. Lord, prepare us to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Momentum makes the difference. An object in motion will stay in motion unless acted on by an outside force. An object at rest will stay at rest unless acted on by an outside force. This is really considered the first law of physics but it's also true for our lives. We may enter into a situation energized, but become discouraged as outside obstacles come our way. 
We may be stagnant in our situation, but as soon as we move into action, things began to change. Question has to be asked and answered. How do you gain the momentum to succeed? And more importantly, how do you keep it? Momentum. Momentum. Momentum is uh, a property. Please don't miss this. It's a, a property of a moving body that determines the length of time required to bring it to its purpose when under the action of a constant force or moment. Let me say it one more time because it's pretty deep. I want to break it down for us. Momentum is, is a property of a moving body that determines how long it's going to take for that body to get to its purpose when it's under the action of a constant force or moment, momentum. Here we are in Luke's gospel, Luke uh, chapter number five. And this is really considered Jesus calling his first disciples. Luke says one day Jesus is preaching and a crowd pressed in on him. Jesus hanging out uh, by the lake of Genesaret. He sees these two boats. Jesus uh, sees this as an opportunity to step uh, on the boats to do a little preaching. He notices, Luke says, that the people who were the fishermen were washing their nets. They were washing their nets because they had labored all night long and had caught nothing. In other words, they had met with an obstacle that hindered their momentum. They were washing their nets. Jesus sees them in this despondent situation and Jesus says, hey, uh, can I use your boat to do a little teaching? There are three things. This uh, quick brief sermon is going to help us with. The first thing is this. If you're going to have momentum in your life, and if we're going to have momentum at Uplift Church on this Vision Sunday, the first thing that we must do is this. We must be available to be used by God. Somebody say available to be used by God. You got to be available to be used by God. Peter experienced a miracle in his life because he was willing to allow Jesus to use his resources to bless him and to bless others. And if you want to see God do some great things in your life and through your life, you've got to make yourself available to be used by God. That means you've got to make your time, your talent, and your treasure available to be used by God. We sing a song that says, Lord, if you can use anything, use me. The Bible says that the harvest is pitiful, but the laborers are few. And in this season at Uplift, God is calling for us to make ourselves available to be used by God. God says when you make yourself available to be used by me, then you give me the opportunity to work miracles in your life. Somebody say available to be used by God. That's the first thing I told you. I'm moving quick. This, this is a brief uh, foundation for our vision Sunday. The question you've got to wrestle with is this. How am I making myself and my resources available to be used by God? I said again, how? How are you making yourself and your resources available to be used by God? Peter 
was washing his net and could have told Jesus no. Peter was willing to allow Jesus to use his boat to make a difference in the lives of others. And Peter did it without expecting anything. And then he saw God do something amazing in his life. So first of all, if you want to see uh, momentum in your life, you got to make sure you are available to be used by God. But secondly, this text teaches us something absolutely amazing. And it's if you're going to see momentum uh, in your life and the difference that momentum makes, watch this, you must have faith for what you cannot see. you got to have faith for what you cannot see. Momentum makes the difference. Uh, they, they, were, they were fishermen. They were fishermen. They, they knew when to fish and they knew how to fish. They, they knew the kind of fish that they were looking for. And they recognized that the kind of fish that they were looking for was to be caught at night. And so generally during that time, they would go out in the evening and they would cast their nets. And then they would drag the net from boat to boat back to shore. They knew that the kind of fish they were looking for was to be caught at night. The Bible says that they were washing their nets, which suggests, hear this, that they had been working. Mm, that's, such a, that's such a troublesome word. It suggests that they had been working. They had not been sitting around uh, talking about what they going to do and oh, if this lined up, they would. They, they were not sitting around talking about coulda, woulda, shoulda. The Bible said they had been working. They've been working. Somebody say working. working. Sometimes we have a challenge to our faith after we've worked and after we put our effort in it and after we've tried our best only to end up with nothing. Sometimes our faith is challenged when God says to us, move this way. And you say, God, now, I, I've been that way. And I recognize ain't nothing down that street. I, I, the, you, Lord, can we go anywhere else? And God is saying, I know what you did, but I want you to move uh, this way. And sometimes, my brothers and my sisters, we are unwilling to act on faith because of our past experiences. When we try things with our own knowledge and our own connections and the things we worked out in our own plans and said, Sometimes God will show up and say, yeah, but now I want you to act by faith and do what I am telling you to do. Sometimes our faith is challenged because our efforts have failed. Peter had had been fishing and they did what they were supposed to do. They, they followed the fishermen's regimen. They, they followed the, the success principles of other fishermen and they had caught nothing. As a matter of fact, they followed the same principles they had followed maybe the previous night and the previous week and they had seen some success at it before. But on this night, they failed and, and they were washing their nets. Jesus Use this boat because Peter made his resources available to be used by God. And then Jesus says to him, Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Wait, no, Jesus, you don't understand. We, 
We just finished doing that. Uh, ain't nothing out there today. I don't know if it's the weather, uh, but, but Jesus, we, we've done that. That's why we are washing. We, we threw, we tired. We have already put our energy in this and this did not work. And so, uh, Lord, maybe tomorrow I'll do, not, not today, because today everybody, the, the crew that already went home, it's over uh, for us. That's not Peter's response. Peter shows the difference that momentum makes. He shows us the difference that momentum makes by what he says. Peter says, Lord, we've been out there all night, but nevertheless, watch momentum at your word. Uh, we will launch out into the deep. That's, that's the difference maker right there. Peter says, I know what we did, but, but at your word, because you have said so, we will launch out in the daytime when everybody else had been fishing at nighttime, and we will launch out into the deep at your word. It was because of Jesus' word that he was willing to act. Lord, I can't see it, but at your word, I'm moving forward. Lord, I can't understand it, but at your word, I'm taking action. Lord, I don't know how it's going to work out, but because you said so, I'll launch out and let down my net. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. My brothers and my sisters in this season as uplift and in your life, God is calling for you to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to wrestle with the question, what areas of life do you need to trust God when you can't see how God is working? What area of your life do you need to trust God when you cannot see how God is working? Text teaches us that we got to make ourselves available to be used by God. Text teaches us that we've got to be willing to take actions by faith and not by sight. Finally, brothers and sisters, it shares with us that we must make room for increase. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one there. Make room. Somebody say make room. Make room, make room for increase. Hear this. Don't limit God's net with your fishing pole. Try that one more time. Don't limit God's net with your fishing pole. Uh, I, I shared with us a couple of Sundays ago that I grew up fishing. I'm a country boy. And so uh, my grandfather, I told you how he would take me to this little pond. And he had a little area there and we had a fishing pole, a fishing pole, not a fishing rod, fishing pole. One of them old bamboo poles, you know, that you tied a little uh, anchor thing on. And when they went under the water, you know, you caught a little purdy. We had a fishing pole, not a fishing rod. That was too much. That was too expensive. Basic fishing pole, which you had to have out the back of your window on a pickup truck because you couldn't break it down. That's that's what I grew up with, a, a fishing pole and, and a fishing pole is functional. A fishing pole will accomplish its goal as long as you got the right bait on it. But sometimes we have fishing pole mentalities when God is trying to bring us into net casting ministry. Let me try that one more time. Sometimes we have our fishing pole. Man, to God, I, I've been good with this fishing pole. I know exactly where to go at. I know what bait to use. Sometimes we have fishing pole mentalities when God is trying to bring us into net casting ministries. And the difference 
between the fishing pole and the net is this. Ooh, this is so good, y'all. With the fishing pole, you are able to pick the bait and therefore target the kind of fish that you want. You, you, you're able you're able to be selective. You, you know, uh, if you're trying to catch perch, you can throw a little worm on it and just throw it out there. That's, but if you want to catch bass, that little worm ain't going to work. If you're trying to catch catfish, that worm ain't going to work. You can be selective with the fishing pole, with the kind of fish you're trying to catch. Y'all follow what I'm trying to say here? You, you, can, be, you can be selective. And the Lord said to me, for far too long, many people have been using fishing poles when I've called them to cast nets. Churches want people with certain incomes, certain lifestyles, certain backgrounds, people who know all the gospel songs and, and people who don't cuss that much and people who don't fight and whose kids are absolutely perfect. That's, that's fishing pole ministry. It's time to put up the fishing pole and to cast the net. It's time to stop limiting God and who God can save and how God can save and when God can save. This is a year of momentum because we are not limiting how God brings the increase. That's for the church. For somebody here, you've been the chairperson of the fishing pole ministry. But this is the season for casting nets. God said, tell the people not to limit how he brings increase in their life. In other words, there's nothing wrong with you starting a podcast and writing a book. There's nothing wrong with you working a nine to five and investing in real estate. There is nothing wrong with raising children and going to school online. This is a season where we take the limits off God and watch God bring increase in our ministry and in our lives. And if there's anybody in here this morning that believes that God is getting ready to bring increase, I wish you would say amen. If you believe this is your year for increase, give God a hallelujah if you're willing to take the limits off, God praise his name because the Bible says eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man all that I'm going to do for you. And if you believe that God has more in store for you than you can imagine, somebody ought to praise him for what's coming in your life. It's time to take the limits of God. But not only, not only do we have to take the limits of God, but in order to experience increase, watch this, we, we've got to make room for the increase. Okay, um, uh, y'all know uh, Lady Ball, she's, she's with child, we, we, we're expecting a baby, and, and we celebrate that, we, we thank God uh, for that baby uh, is on the way. And while the baby ain't here yet, um, a couple weeks ago we had a baby shower, um, down in Charleston, South Carolina, we drove back for a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, we got pampers, we got we got clothes, we got to- baby ain't here yet. But we got pampers, we got we got clothes, we got toys, we got we got some bottles. Somebody every day somebody sent something to our house from, from the registry or what have you. So the other day we had this huge box to come in, but it didn't weigh too much, it's just the baby, the baby, baby. And ain't here yet. It's one of them little uh, amazing things. And then another box showed up, it's it's a play set or what have you for the baby. And and, and then uh, we looked at the house and began to say, okay, uh, this this room is gonna be the baby room. Y'all listen to me. The baby 
and did it. Yeah. But we've already scoped out, okay, we're going to have to move this and we're going to paint it. We're going to paint this color. That's going to be good. And she looked online and she found out what kind of set she wants in the baby's room that we've already allocated for the baby. Y'all, y'all, the baby ain't here yet. But we're already making room and planning for what's to come. God has said that this is a time that you've got to begin to make room for what he's getting ready to do in your life. God has said this is the time for you to plan for the increase. This is the time for you to make space for what he's getting ready to do in your life. In other words, this is the time for you to scope out the business location. This is the time for you to figure out where you're going to start the business at in your house. This is the time for you to get the license. This is the time for you to make room for what God is getting ready to do in your life your life because you are making yourself available to be used by God. Yeah. God, you're willing to walk by faith and not by sight. Question, what do you need to make room for? What is it that you sense God doing in your life that you got to make you got to make room for? How, how can you look around and say, this, this, you know what, this ain't going to be enough for what I sense God doing uh, in my life. Here it is. I, I, this ain't even in my sermon. Uh, the other day I met with Asia and we met with several, several team members and I, I shared, uh, particularly with Asia, a story uh, of um, Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell started Liberty University. I wouldn't go there, but nevertheless, Jerry Falwell, uh, he, he wasn't necessarily too kind to uh, people who have been kissed by nature. So, nevertheless, uh, I read his autobiography and he talked about how he started his church with, with nobody. As a matter of fact, when he started, he was blackballed. Then years went by and his church began to grow. Jerry Falwell said, we, we, we're going to start a university. Start a university. And in Lynchburg, there was a scene that kind of becomes the, the backdrop, if you will, of Lynchburg. Jerry Falwell, he looks up at it. He got a little ministry going. And, and God said to him, the space you have ain't going to be enough space. Um, Asia know where I'm going. You, 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 you need to buy the mountain. Sorry. God, not some acres. Who do you call when God tells you you need more room? You you don't need the mountain. My brothers and my sisters, this is the season where God is saying to us that we've got to make more room for what we cannot see. You've got to be willing to walk by faith, sitting there when he says launch out into the deep that God is going to give you the increase. Now, one more piece, now I'm done. One more piece, and that's it. They're fishing. What's fishing? That say in shallow water. They, they were used to coming out a little bit, going to get to that side of that boat, and they would come on back in and put they nobody fished in the deep water. Because in the deep water, it could be turbulent out there as the wind from the mountains would come down and hit the warm waters of the lake and they would cause violent storms to erupt. So nobody really went out into the deep water. Not only that, y'all, when you launch out into the deep and, and you let down the net, it's the difference between putting your fishing pole in the water and catching your selective fish, launching out into the deep and catching all kind of fish. I mean all kinds of big fish, small fish, ugly fish, pretty fish, broke fish, rich fish, all kinds of fish. And God has said in this season, this is not the time for you to be selective 
but how he brings increase in your life. God has said to enlarge out what other folks are not willing to go. Do what other folks are too scared to do. Dare to be the one that says, God has called me to launch out and let down my net for an increase. This, God says, prepare for the increase. I'm done. Here's some action steps. Uh, you got to make sure you're making yourself available to be used by God. You got to make yourself available to even serve here in the church. Make your talent and your resources and your time available to God. Then you've got to trust God in uncommon ways. Peter could have said, we've already fished. We know fishing. Uh, we don't go out into the deep, but you got to be willing to trust him at his word that makes the momentum shift in your life. Then you've got to make room for God to bless you. Pastor, how do I make myself available? Uh, here, uh, as I get ready now to kind of shift into uh, our vision presentation, uh, there's a couple of things that we need uh, here at Uplift Church. Now, I'm going to share with us why we need this at Uplift Church. Here it is. We're going to need more people serving in children's and kids' ministry. Vanessa, y'all say amen on that one. Children's and... Watch this. Watch this. Here's why. It ain't for what's here. It's for the 